Hello and welcome to another episode of the Jones Underground Podcast. I am your host tonight. Okay, I'm also with my husband, but this is Mrs. Jones, you all, and I am here with Mr. Jones. And we are so happy to be on here again um, to talk with you guys and um, to cover a couple of things that, you know, have kind of been surfacing um, lately. One of those things being, uh, how do you all know about black cowboys? Well, we are going to talk about The Harder They Fall, which is a new, pretty much black main cast uh, cowboy movie that came out on Netflix um, really shouldn't have but let me not get into that we'll get into that in a moment but we we would like to talk about that and let's talk about how we feel about it we're going to go over our top three black cowboy movies why they are and we'll kind of go into that afterward uh, lastly, we're going to talk about a revival that is coming to Netflix, and it is Cowboy Bebop, which airs this Friday, uh, the 19th. So, uh, we're going to get into that, like, oh, super excited. So, we're going to go ahead and start off with our, rev- our review of The Harder They Fall, which uh, aired on Netflix probably about two weeks ago. Um, so, babe, you want to go ahead and start? First, we're going to say, spoiler alert, if you didn't watch this movie, go watch it, and then come back to us. So, we'll give you a moment to do that. <laughs> second of okay. all, <laughs> second of all, <clears throat> if it's black cowboys, and I'm not the end, I'm not the end all and be all on black cowboys, but I really get excited since I was like in my teen years if about any Wild Wild West stories, uh, any historical story featuring black people, featuring black men that were the slaves, I'm here for it, you know? Because it seems like any old black movie that you see or any Wild Wild, any any historical black movie you see were being beaten called the N-word. And when you look at movies like Posse or you look at other movies where you know, we were outlaws or we were cowboys. It was just one of those things where I think I'm, there were a lot more black cowboys in the West and this story gets, never gets told. So right, right. if it's black cowboys or black space movies or black people in space, I'm here for it. But yeah, <clears throat> when right. it came to this movie, the fact that they allowed the music to be a theme in the, in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um... To me, my man, I call him Nate the Conqueror. <laughs> but uh, the lead actor, he was uh, he was playing inside uh, Idris Elba. Yeah. Uh, Tisha Arnold was playing a, another villain in here, and I forgot who played uh, stagecoach Mary. You did you call her Tisha Arnold? Arnold. That's not her name. It's Regina King. Yeah, Regina King yeah. played a really and good then, villain. But yeah, and then the stagecoach. Lady, I forgot her name. It was just on my head, but it's okay. But but I just want to say, like, the people did their job. They acted. They oh. used their accents. Oh. They, you know, I I have I doubt that the black people back then were talking that slick. Yeah, but <laughs> you know? it was. I gotta give it to them. That was man. But 
But some of this was steeped in the actual, you know, was steeped in actual history where, yeah, black people did go west and they did settle their own towns. Mm -hmm. And they did have their own businesses because, once again, as they moved west, they couldn't go to the white banks and white towns and, and settle there without being harassed and killed and strung up. Right. So people have to understand that when you're looking at a movie like this, yeah, they are taking liberties for entertainment value and I'm here for that because if it's <laughs> look yeah. when they went into that white town oh man it was like a record stop <laughs> <laughs> like when they, and everything was painted white everything everything was white and they robbed that bank there I was like <laughs> they did not come to play no, they didn't come to play like they but you know what okay so let me let me go back a little bit because just the start of the movie and set a really awesome precedence over what would soon come because it starts off with this preacher man, you know, and he's about to he's about to sit have down dinner. and have dinner with his family. He prays over everybody and they look at each other, they're about smiling and they sit there to eat. And then all of a sudden, knock on the door. And they're like, well, who's knocking on the door at dinner time? This is not normal for us. And 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 here comes this, this outlaw, <laughs> this, this black outlaw that walks in. And the shocking thing about it was he had a white man that actually was doing his dirty work <laughs> in that moment, which... It's also something that we you don't see all the time in movies, you know, but um, and just to see that story unfold as to who this man was that ended up, don't you know, don't say co committing these crimes within, you know, these these different towns, you know, just to see that unfold. I'm trying not to give you all too many spoilers as he was just saying, don't tell everything, but. When I say from from the start of the movie, it was very refreshing. Me also being someone that really likes, you know, I like Westerns. Um, of course, growing up, we only had to watch, like me and my sister would watch Rifleman and stuff like that because they never showed black Westerns. You know, they didn't really show it regularly. It was few and far between. So it still didn't take away from the love that we had for it, but... Um, it was awesome. The music matched the scenery. It matched the the intensity. It it was unique. It was eclectic. I mean, it couldn't have been a better uh, musical soundtrack. Especially, you know how westerns are and how they, you know, that one part of the movie where something shocking happens. How the music is usually right there, done. You know. It they really did a wonderful job, and I'm so I feel so bad. Well, I'm happy, but I feel bad at the same time because I feel like they should have made so much. They really should have probably put this in the theaters, you know, and made a ton off of this. Well, I am going to say that the level of violence in this movie is rather appalling. Because the first thing you see is a scene where somebody's family is being shot up. And this man's, you know, the lead character, his mom and dad get killed in front of him. 
and he's now on a quest for revenge. And his very next move, he, you know, he's grown now, and he kills the guy that was with the man that killed his father and mother. Yeah. So, when you see this level of violence in Wild Wild West, in that setting, it kind of lets you know that in the movie theater, they probably are, they're pulling punches because it's, it's way more violent than what they show you. It's way worse. But, in a sense, when you when you look at this, it's like it just said in the scene that these are criminals. These are desperados. These are guys that will, they'll shoot you and your mom without a second heartbeat. And the only thing that kept the the main character and his, his love interest alive was the fact that they had some money that belonged to the villain and he needed that money. And they were just as ruthless as the villain. Right. And that was the other thing was like, they weren't second guessers. They were, you know, shoot first, ask questions later, you know, and if they even ask questions, you know, but um, I just, I love the the depiction of each character. Um, who was your favorite character out of the movie? Cherokee Bill, hands down. <laughs> That's my guy. He was so smooth. Yeah, yeah. I would say <laughs> he, I would say he was one of my favorites. Now also I will say the um the uh not not uh not the uh, main character. The sheriff. Oh, uh, the sheriff. And I'ma tell what is his name in real life? I mean because Are you talking about the, the- you talking about the uh, the lawman? The law, yeah. The sheriff. The he was a, wasn't he a sheriff? He was a marshal. Uh, uh, or he was a marshal. Yeah, I need to find out what his name is. Yeah, he's an old. He's an old guy. When I now, tell he, you this man has been in movies for <laughs> years and he's looked the same way, man. When I see <laughs> what is here, it? Uh, when I sit here and say that guy said I went in and got him alone. Right, and you when I say Idris Elba in this movie, and, and you know he, I'm gonna call him by his movie name Rufus Buck. This dude was ruthless. They was in the train. They was transporting this guy by himself. The whole military detachment was there. That's it. And they, his name is Delroy Lindo. Oh yeah. And he has when I say he's been in so many movies, he his name was Bass Bass Reeves. Yeah, but he had a mustache. Or he had a mustache that was, man, this dude, that mustache was authentic. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the fact that they knew what the situation was when he called us up arresting the main character, Nat Love, uh, they already knew what the situation is. But when I say my man came in there, no fear whatsoever. Oh, yeah. And like I said, the action in this is first rate because I've always, and I never did go pick it up, when Red Dead Redemption first came out, it's a cowboy game where you get to be a cowboy in the Wild Wild West, and it's a whole big storyline. You got a gang and you come through. I love that, but it's like, I need the main character to be black for me to want to really play it. <laughs> and, you know. and, and this game, this movie... Gave that vibe of what it's like to now, play through that scenario. I gotta pause for a second. Can we just take a moment and clap for Regina King? Because Regina King, when I say she played that part, it was believable. She was she was just as ruthless. Like 
this woman, <laughs> this woman with a knife. Uh, you, I don't want to get nowhere near her. You know, it was it was believable. It, you know, you didn't a knife, a gun. You know, a gun. It was just she literally, and I, I keep seeing people post like, "Oh my God, did you see Regina King's eyes?" First of all, Regina King has always had very beautiful. She's had pretty, those eyes. Very beautiful eyes. She's had them for a minute, so y'all ain't been looking, but. Even then, even then, she played her butt off. She played her butt off. I mean, there was not one character. Even uh, what was the one dude, Jim Beckworth, the the young guy that was like, I can take, I can take him down. Uh, he was like, I can take uh, Cherokee Bill down anytime. Put me in the room. <laughs> when you gonna say? When you gonna say nothing else? No, nah, you say what happened. But but when he got his opportunity, Cherokee Bill showed him why he was the best. So I mean, shot him right through the Not face. Best. I don't cheat. I cheat, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so why do you, why do Negroes cancel stuff? You know. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like every single person played the role, and it was so believable. It was so, you know, it was just so believable it, through and through. So. um... I will say, you know, even Dion, what's his name? Dion Cole. Oh, the, man. the guy that played the sheriff that took over while Rufus was out of, was, was locked away. Goodbye, took man. over Redwood. Right. Even he played his part. It was he had parts where he was humorous, but then he also had parts where he was serious. But, but us but us as us as um as as people of color. <laughs> You know, we always remember when somebody got the sleeves beat off of him. Yeah, and he, and he did. got the sleeves beat off yeah, of him. Yeah, he did. And but it was when I say if you now I know this is this is I wouldn't say you watch this necessarily with kids, especially young ones at that. But uh, like I liked the movie. I thought it was good. You know, I thought it, I, I really wished it was in the movies. But even then. Uh, because if it was in the movies, I would definitely have gone two or three times. Like, oh, and man. we've definitely done that for movies that we've really liked. We've seen them about three times. Well, a few movies so, that we like that just came back out on Disney Plus, so Shang Chi would be watching you again. Yes, but, yes, uh, we will. But, you know, but but, uh, <clears throat> but it's just a point where I, I, I'm. You want to talk about the ending? No, I, I don't think we should talk about the ending. Well, I ain't gonna talk about the ending, but I can just say the ending has a nice big twist. Huge twist. Now, I will say that they are—they have alluded to a part two, right? So I will give that much that at the end they are showing that there is a there there is a another part to this, or it hasn't been concluded just yet. So that's exciting to know that they're gonna bring something else, and if they're using the same writers and everybody, then it's going to be just as good. So, uh... But I could say that this is a classic spaghetti mm -hmm. western. Yeah. And, okay, I'm not going to say what I was going to say, but yes. This is a, a classic spaghetti western that gets tied up in a knot and mm -hmm. a bow and comes right back. Yeah. And I will say that I really enjoyed this being a spaghetti western. Oh, yeah. And this is in my top three best cowboy movies, black cowboy movies of all time. Right. I right. put I put it at a strong number two now. Yeah. Who's you your know. number one? 
Number one is Django. Okay. Because I was going to say, my number one is is definitely Django. Because 100 Coffins is my life walk music. You know, I'm just saying, (laughs) Django literally was, it showed individualisticness and, and even in the sense of, like, it showed how black people, we had personality. We liked what we liked. You know what I'm saying? It showed, you know, uh, his humor. It showed his ability to get even. Like, the, I'm going to tell you, one of my favorite parts of the movie was him finally finding the people that whooped his wife. And he beat him. <laughs> and he beat him. He beat the city. He beat the and shot the other one. You know, he said, and you like, want to see no, something cool? No, he was like, come on over here. Y'all want to see something? You know, because my thing is, it's like, you know, I was sitting there in the movie thinking myself. They going to hang him. They going to get him. <laughs> so it was, but it was literally one of those movies. Everybody in the movie played their parts. Even to the point where even Leonardo DiCaprio played his part. Samuel L. Jackson? Samuel, oh man. Clack. <laughs> Classic uh, house Negro, you know. Oh my goodness! If I never saw one, you know. We didn't know what house Negroes was till we met Sam. You know what I'm saying? So it was. Tell me to the next level, right? He ain't here. He ain't here for that. He He ain't here for that. (laughs) But but it was uh, definitely a classic. Who was that Negro that that day? But when I sit here and say that. Django definitely Django Django took two things that I had to give it the the, number one they talked like they was talking back in the south and so many people wanted to kill that dude and said it out loud in the open air like Mm -hmm. they would have back then Mm -hmm. Uh, number two my number two I mean I'm saying the the other reason I say Django is number one because it links black cowboys to slavery which is the missing link that a lot of black cowboys right. went west to escape slavery. Right. And, it, and they don't say that. It's not. They act like black men were just yeah. beat up and hung for no reason. Like none of right. us stood up for ourselves that they wasn't. Man, Nate Turner and them died for reasons. Trust mm-hmm. me. Then the other thing is anytime I can see a slave plantation in Mississippi get blown up and the black man and his wife ride off into the sunset. Yeah. I watch every movie they make. <laughs> I I watch right. every movie they make. If you made a game where plantations get blown up yeah. and slaves get free, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I don't care what setting, I'm yeah. here for yeah. it. The other is Posse. Mm. Posse was the very Posse was a pioneer. When I saw it, Mario Van Peebles, uh the the whole way that they brought the guns from that period out that Gatling gun that typewriter type you know uh, the fact that these guys were trying to um, they they were being chased by a group of uh, ex military the whole way they talked about the Mexican American War which a lot of people low key don't really be making movies about Posse showed me that the black Hero. It was the first time I was black cowboys. What's this? Yeah. I didn't know there was black cowboys yeah. for a posse. And you sitting there giving all yours. You go just, ahead. Go ahead. You, just, you see, he just, he just, he just going but in. But I also will yeah. say this: posse gave us, posse gave us everything you could want in a black shoot 'em up. Yeah. He gave true. us black dudes on horses. 
Yeah. It gave us love scenes that were like, whoa, well, what's this? Because <laughs> I was young, I was like, what's this? <laughs> but then, it's always when you get a kid and you ain't supposed to be watching it, but you watching it. Man, they, hey, they was baby, they was watching us, so they didn't want to go to the movies, guess what? Hey. <laughs> but you know what? Okay, so if I start, definitely Django would definitely be my first. This would this movie that just we just saw would definitely be my second. Um, Posse would be my third, definitely. Um, but then again, I do have some honorable mentions. Um, one in particular that just came to my mind, and I had to remember the exact name of it. It was They Die by Dawn. Oh man. And that that one a lot of people don't talk about. But it, when I tell you the cast was awesome, it was Michael K. Williams. We know he just passed recently of a drug overdose, I think, or something. Erica Badu, Rosario Dawson, um, Jesse Williams, Nate Parker, uh, uh, David Banner, you know, oh, uh, what's his name? Giancarlo Esposito, who we already know he got... Mm. Uh, criminal written all over him. He plays a villain so good. But um, it had a, you know, all-star cast and quite honestly, that one was was really good and I really want to, I actually need to re-watch it too. Um, that's an honorable mention. Another one that I was saying would be something to bring up would be Magnificent Seven. Magnificent Seven was actually really good. And I liked, I, I this was the first time I had ever seen Denzel Washington in a uh, role like this. Because you were so used to seeing him, you know, Equalizer, and then he's in something racial, or he's the detective or the cop, you know, talking about King Kong. Oh, yeah. So this was something very different. It, you know, him being a cowboy, it was like, whoa, whoa, what's happening? But the movie was really good. It, I would not say it was my top, but it was definitely a decent movie. And it gave that, it gave, it, again, it reiterated the fact that African-American men can't were cowboys. They were, you know, so, or they were. So I, I really enjoyed that movie. Now, I did say one movie which would be a mention only because of how good it did in the box office. Now, I wouldn't say that this movie is, you know, black cowboyish, even though the person that played the role was black. I wouldn't say it fit that completely. And that is Wild Wild West. A lot of people will know that movie did really well in the box office. Which was kind of odd because I didn't like the movie like that, personally. <clears throat> but I know it did very well. So well, I'm not talking about back something. My, my favorite and Wild Wild West. While you know Will Smith was making a lot of money at one point, I don't really you know. To me, that movie was like over the top. You know. Yeah, it just seemed just too seemed much. like they were just doing a lot of action. Yeah. But I will say I give my classic shout out to Blazing Saddles. Oh. Excuse me while I whip this out. Uh, 
If you don't know what Blades and Saddles is and what it meant back in the days that it was made, I think that you need to look the movie up on yes. YouTube, Netflix, however you watch it. We we don't suggest you pirating anything. But <clears throat> Blades and Saddles is a must watch so that you can understand that the same way that they was acting in the movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, they act that way now. Oh, yeah. Sorry, guys. They act that way now, so ain't nothing yeah. changed when it comes to that. But just shout out to uh, you know the people involved in that movie to showcase kind of what Hollywood was going through back then in the 1970s and 60s, and and is and and everything in that movie as far as how black people are perceived, how the misconceptions of what it is to be black, especially when it comes from the guise of white people. Right. Right. All those stereotypical tropes, and they 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 was actually trying to make fun, but at the time they was like, Mel Brooks needs to die when they made the movie, and they were not wrong. They were not playing, <laughs> but but when I sit here and I say that, um, you know, watching that movie and trying to understand where it fits in in the lexicon of, because we have to understand as black people, whether it be Wild Wild West or whatever. You, you're different. You know, you you operate on a different mindset and how people look at you or perceive you, especially when you walk out into the workplace and it's mostly white or you go to, you know, you go out to eat or you go to a game or, you know, just any venue or whatever else and it's mostly a white situation. It lets you know this is kind of what, this is what they right. see when they see you walk in. Yeah, that's true. You know, sad to say it, but but you know, uh, even but with that being the case, I know what we want to be mindful of our time. So definitely, you know, if you have a moment, go to Netflix, watch The Harder They Fall. You're going, you are going to love it. You will not regret it. It's really, really good, especially if you're into westerns. Don't watch especially, with kids. don't watch it with kids. You know, um, on that note, speaking of don't watch it with kids before we get into our last uh, and quick topic, uh, we went to the movies and we saw The Eternals. Uh, and I'm going to just say this. I'm going to say this because I, when he said don't watch it with kids, look, when there are movies that have sexual scenes and stuff like that, like, y'all, some movies y'all don't need to go and see with kids. Now, I know this is Marvel, but I was a little shocked that Marvel... Marvel normally don't have stuff like that, like an actual scene where there's panting. And I've never... I can't say that I've ever seen one movie, Marvel movie, where that has been in there. And one of the, and they have a kid as a lead actor in this a lead actress in this movie. You know, but there was a whole moment where you know I guess they making love on a beach and these kids sitting next to me are literally just one is like covering their eyes and the other one is like ooh like and they're cheesing and laughing and I'm just thinking in my mind like why are we taking kids to see this now. We're going to leave it at just that the movie was trash. So you could go see it if you want to, but 
I wouldn't recommend seeing it because I don't. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna say anything else about the no, movie. Can I can I say something about this? <laughs> I'm just going. I'm not gonna say what happened. All I'm gonna say is, man, when you are watching someone act on screen, <laughs> and you see the you see the the real person behind the actor show up. Oh. And you see that, you know, that one pause before somebody does something and like, I got to put my kids to school, man. I got to get this mama money. All we going to say, say it this way. Y'all, just because. And I'm I'm not knocking nobody because at the end of the day. We're not going to say. We're not knocking nobody's lifestyle or nothing else at all. But there comes a point in time where. If this is not you, you can't act your way into the situation if that's not what you do in Especially real life. Especially if, if, yeah, I just... And that's yeah. just my... I, I can leave it there. We ain't even gonna go through it. My, my wife almost <laughs> fell asleep while we was watching the movie. Because I told her we need to get up and go because I... Almost. It was it was trash to me. I didn't long, like it. It was a long burn. They it didn't really long, explain a whole lot. And, and, and um, they, they put a little bit of space travel in there. The... Each one of these little guys seemed like they was too weak to hit and to then, take care of what they should have been taking care and of. And then I feel like they tried to hook us by putting Thanos here and and saying something that that made your ears perk up. They mentioned Thanos. They mentioned him. That is, he was not here in the previews. They said, "But I thought what happened with that." So I thought I thought Thanos wiped off everybody. So it made you think, "Oh, they about to go into it." No. I don't understand how no. Shang-Chi was this good and Eternals was this bad. Eternals was eternally trash. <laughs> but, hey, somebody might like it. Somebody might like the whole, they got a giant sleeping in the planet and stuff, so who knows. Okay, but trash. Moving but moving forward. Cowboy Bebop, live action. Okay, I got to tell you, go to YouTube or Netflix. Look at the trailer. Watch the trailer. I'm telling you. I literally, first of all, my husband, my dear love, was started to watch the trailer and had to stop himself because I think he just couldn't believe what he was seeing. Hold up, but we had some next level stuff breaking, like breaking news happening and all of this stuff. And she's looking at me like, why are you looking crazy? And I'm just pointing at the TV like, look. So I look at it and I'm like, what is this? So then I'm like, oh my gosh. So I stop him and I grab our daughter. I'm like, get in here. And she comes in and we start watching this trailer and we're all screaming like, oh my God. So I'm I'm super excited to see this revival new, you know, uh, depiction new of... take on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see the take on... The everyone knows classic Cowboy Bebop. But let me say why I was disappointed in the trailer, and that's, I didn't see Ed in the trailer. That's the only reason. But that doesn't like, mean that it we, doesn't mean that she's not she's, in there, right? But I didn't see Ed. She was the only one I didn't see in the trailer, and I was like, please don't this? do it without Ed. But right. if they do, then you know I'm still give it a shot. Yeah, but but even then, I mean, I love the actor that they have. Uh, I, I love the actors. A little questionable about Faye, but even with that, like I think, I think it's gonna be really good, and I'm so excited that they're coming out with this now. 
And so we are going to, we're definitely going to be getting into that. It airs this Friday. Um, so you, if you wake up in the morning, you just want to catch it Friday morning. We usually don't catch stuff to the evening because we work. But um, I'm excited to kind of go through when, that journey with you guys. When I say, and I introduce her to the whole situation of Cowboy Bebop. He always has to, you know what, pause. He always got to tell everybody I'm that he tell had to introduce me to something. Because I sent because, the DVDs to oh her. Goodness. I sent her home with the DVDs to the time we were not living together. Oh my so God. she lived, you know, her mom saw, her mom looked at my cases and stuff on the DVD cases. And she was, uh, she had a lot of questions, let's say, about this space cowboy stuff that you caught yourself watching. My and mom has like, never been into that stuff. But, but when I say Cowboy Bebop is my all-time favorite, it is number one. Uh, the same people that made Samurai Shampoo, number two, and I fight anybody that says not. You know, I ain't going to fight you. I'm just... just right oh, I'm sorry. I ain't going to fight you. I'm going to just pray for you. But you can't tell me that Cowboy Bebop ain't number one. You know, it, it, it's got me, it got me into the game. And... It's not just because I was new. I was picking these DVDs up in 2001. When they were not, when they were first being released. When they didn't all, they, there was no box set. They were being released four or five episodes at a time. And I was going all the way to Crestwood Mall into the uh, comic book store to pick up each DVD as soon as they got released. This is before you can go online and pre-order and all the other good stuff that we can do now. No, you had to actually go to the store and check almost every other week to make sure that not only was it released, but the store actually had copies. And the DVD player I got had cost almost 200 bucks. And this is before the PlayStation 2 came out and made that 200 bucks totally useless. So, <laughs> so you know, I, I've been So, we're going to go ahead, give him his props for introducing me to, to this but I'm going to tell you, I saw, we saw together maybe two episodes and I was kind of like, where did this come from? You know, and my thing is, it's like, so I, I've always been into, I like space. I like anything that is, I like anime. I don't go to, I had never gone to like really in depth with anime. I think I probably, but for me, I really like martial arts movies. So I probably stick more so with that as opposed to um, a lot of anime. But I still enjoyed it. But when I saw this, this was like unlike anything I had ever seen in the past. Like, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. It was the, the sound, the music was the first thing caught me. Because I'm, I'm of course, we're, I'm very musical. We already know that. But the music caught me at first, like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. What is that horn? I'm like, what is going on? And it hits you and inside your head. It, it, that pulled me in. But even in the episodes, the episodes, which were very good, the song, the music, the, the soundtrack behind it, behind each episode, it was like I rewatched episodes just because of the music behind it too. Man, and then you know, the characters all have like a deep back They all story. have a deep back, oh, face story. Oh my gosh. And, and the fact that but, they let it play out over like the whole series. Yeah, it was, when I say, 
I really enjoyed it. Like, I found myself binge watching it by myself. He gave me the whole set and I just was binge watching it myself on my own time. And I, I loved it instantly. Same thing with uh, Samurai Shampoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, instant, instant favorite of mine. So, um, I'm really excited to see what this is going to be like. I really hope music-wise, because I know we're in a different time now, you know, and, and what is the music going to be like? That is one of the major things I'm sort of excited for. And I'm wondering if they're going to use the same music or the same scores just knew where people playing it. Man, you can, I don't you, know. I you, just don't know. <laughs> the, the whole thing about Bebop is they're not going to play the same track the same way twice. But I will say this, man. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with it live action. Um, it. <laughs> I'm still, you know, recovering from watching that first season to you, so... Um, oh, so we'll good. talk about that really quickly. So, I, me and my husband, we really weren't at first interested in it. We saw the preview. We were like, eh. We watched the first episode and it was like, whoa, we're watching this. I'm off social media. So, right. <laughs> jumping off right so now. So, we, we watched it. We just finished the, the season and we're still kind of like, I mean, we needed a week of rest from it just because it's like, whoa. I don't want to watch another episode. He don't want to watch anymore because he just... Yeah, he don't he don't like what what what's been unfolding. I need to support Animal after watching. <laughs> I like it. I I'm I'm interested in watching it. Although a lot of people have said to me that season two is like if you thought season one was good, season two is even better. And of course, season three is going on now, so a lot of people don't know what's about to happen. But. Um, you know, if you have time, watch it. It actually is quite interesting. But um, other than that, um, we're not going to go over any sports or anything today because we've already ate up all the time that we've got. So we'll make sure that we come around. with There's some, some games and there's some boxing that takes place this weekend. So by Monday, we'll make sure that we have a segment where we can cover everything that we've seen. Um, so we're going to go ahead and go. This was awesome talking to you guys again. Babe, do you have anything that you'd like to say? I just want to thank everyone for listening. We will uh, do a separate uh, part for the sports rundown because a lot of a lot of stuff went down in sports and we want to discuss that. Um, other than that, uh, just thank everyone for listening, supporting, and, and coming out and yeah, it's been great. Uh, we're glad for all of new listeners. Uh, if we have any out there and old listeners, uh, we next week our our next topic outside of the sports is going to be how do I know if I'm in a toxic relationship? How do I know if the person I'm dealing with is toxic or not? Last last week we talked about you know. Um, toxic situations and things like that but we're gonna kind of go a little bit deeper into that we're gonna talk about what if you the one that is toxic okay <laughs> we're gonna talk about 
That's what what if you're doing toxic okay. things and not noticing? And what if it's you? What if you're the toxic one? Look in the so, mirror, ma'am. And a lot of times that, well, we're not going to go into it. But yeah, so we look forward to talking to you all again. Thanks again for tuning in to the podcast. And you all have a great night.